Hey everybody, this is Dave Hodges. I am the host of The Common Sense Show, as you know, and this is the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a very special guest for you in this segment of our show, Robert David Steele. And you said, Dave, yeah, you've had him on many times before. Yes, but never with quite an announcement like what he's going to make regarding the presidency. And you go, well, some of you are new and you go, who's Robert David Steele? Well, he is a former CIA officer and we've had him on the show a number of times talk about a number of issues but we got some well, let's say really, really big news this time around. Now, before we go to Robert, I need to let you know there are a few people that make this show possible, and we need to give them the credit they deserve. First of all, the Noble Gold IRA people absolutely love these guys with a possible economic train wreck coming our way. And I say possible, but the indicators are there, and I think it could go either way. But either way, you need to diversify, and Noble Gold gives you that opportunity. Don't get caught with all your money in the bank. That's a huge mistake. So give them a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Tell them that Dave Hodges of The Common Sense Show sent you. We're also brought to you by ReadyMadeResources.com and my good friend Bob Griswold. I call him King Prepper. He'll consult with you for free in anything you want in prepping. He's got, whether it's communication devices on the lower end, on the higher end, night vision, that he'll help you finance. You really want to go visit him at readymaderesources.com and then finally even FEMA, even DHS tells you you need at least six months of storable food and people say Dave I can't afford to get there, it's just too much okay fine, we've broken it down in incremental packages to help you get there painlessly and we do that at preparewithdave.com and what are we offering? Two week packages breakfast, lunch and dinner, 25 year shelf life, absolutely the best deal in America right now and the best part of it beyond the quality of the food 50% off until the end of the month. So go to preparewithdave.com. Those are the sponsors that make this show available to you. And we can get guests like Robert David Steele on. And Robert, I'm really glad you could join us. Thanks so much for being with us. Oh, absolutely a pleasure. Well, I hope someday I can either call you Mr. Vice President or Mr. President. And uh, you have an announcement along those lines, or at least a potential announcement. Well, Dave, people have misunderstood. I, I've published a briefing, which is is what I'm going to be delivering in California at the Dimensions of Disclosure Conference. It's it's a sold-out conference, but uh, live streaming tickets are still available and very inexpensive. And, and uh, well, Before you go further, how, how do people uh, live, live stream subscribe? Well, they should go to, they should go to phibeta.net. Uh, or the short URL, tinyurl.com forward slash steel-dd-2019. Uh, or anybody can look up dimensions of disclosure. But I entitled the brief, If I Were President. And my first sentence in the brief, for those who haven't read it, is I am not running for president. So what I'm trying to do is pressure President Trump. And I'm telling him very clearly that he is not going to be reelected unless he starts defending the U.S. Constitution, particularly the First, Second, and Fourth Amendments, unless he puts America first instead of Israel first, and unless he reaches out to the 70% of the uh, eligible voters who are completely disenfranchised and who he has publicly said he's not going after. So this is a death wish. Even as disorganized as the Democrats are, if the president doesn't do those three things, I think he's running a risk of not being elected.
Okay, let's break those down briefly here. Let's start with the First Amendment. What does the president need to do to recapture the base on the First Amendment? Well, the First Amendment is actually two major violations. The first is the president has done nothing against big tech and what I call Google Gestapo. Uh, they have been censoring and digitally assassinating conservatives. They have been manipulating the polls. We now have a new report out from a Professor Epstein who ran an absolutely, utterly brilliant undercover operation that has documented that between them, Google and Facebook manipulated over three million voters toward Hillary Clinton, and at the state and local level, had an impact on individual races by manipulating search results. Now, that's the first one, big tech. The well, before you, before you leave that, I'd like to update what you just said. You're right. Uh, Epstein came out with something recently, and we're talking about the former editor-in-chief of Psychology Today, and what he yes. said was he estimated from his research that Google could take 15 million votes in the 2020 yes. election. Yes, that's exactly right. Exactly right. And that's that's... That's just counting the legal side of Google, if you will. Yes. If you go to all the other illegal stuff that Eric Schmidt has been doing, I mean, this is a man who should be in an orange jumpsuit in Guantanamo. Now, the second part of this is 27 states have passed anti-BDS laws, which are in direct violation of the First Amendment. People ask me, how does Israel get 27 states to pass a law that is in violation of the U.S. Constitution? I say, I have two words for you, Jeffrey Epstein. Make it four words, Jeffrey Epstein murderous pedophilia. Make it six words, Jeffrey Epstein murderous pedophilia, video live. That's how you turn, take over Congress and the state legislations. If the president does not issue a challenge and demand that all 27 of these states overturn those laws, it needs to go to the Supreme Court as a batch. Okay, I agree. So then the Second Amendment, uh, red, red flag gun confiscation. I think part of the problem is the president has a really rotten staff and he hasn't been properly briefed and he can be impetuous and talk about stuff he doesn't understand. Red flag gun confiscation has no due process. In Maryland, a man with a legal gun was killed recently in his home when a neighbor said they felt threatened. A judge signed off without ever approaching the man or giving him a chance to speak in his own defense. A SWAT team attacked him at night without advance notice. And when he sought to defend his home against what he thought were intruders, they killed him. Red flag laws are Nazi confiscation laws with no due process. The president better learn that real fast. And then, of course, you have not before gone. before you go on from that, let me just share with you something I just did. I just had an interview just completed it a half hour ago with a gentleman who's a deputy sheriff in Colorado. And he said his and he's, he's saying to me what people in the Phoenix area are saying to me in law enforcement, too. We're not enforcing this law. So I think you're going to find a fair number of law enforcement stand down. But as you just pointed out, not all of them will. Well, not only not all of them, but the ones in democratically controlled states like Maryland were hired because they were trained by the Zionists and they think that we're cockroaches. Mm -hmm. They like nothing better than to get an order to storm a house at night and take away guns. And oh, by the way, if you resist, we'll kill you. And that's collateral damage. 
Okay, uh, you cannot overstate the degree to which this country is divided on this issue. And unfortunately, there are too many police people that are still trained by the, the Zionists and subordinate to the same Democrats that, that uh, violated the law in, in carrying out the Russian hoax and the witch hunt against President Trump when he was a, a candidate. Now, false flag operations are the other side of this. I had my Forrest Gump moment, my three minutes of fame, if you will, speaking to thousands of people at Rolling Thunder last year in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And I said, you cannot defend the Second Amendment without challenging false flag operations. From Sandy Hook and the Boston bombing, of course, 9-11, but from Sandy Hook, the Boston bombing, Orlando, Las Vegas, um, Parkland School, uh, various mind control shooters. All of this is part of a gun control agenda, and it's all fake. People die. Real people die. But patsies are being killed. This most recent event in El Paso was a false flag event. There are Spanish language witnesses who I have listened to, and I speak Spanish. They say very clearly there were three or four men dressed in black who were killing people in addition to the patsy who probably wasn't really killing people. Okay, so if the president cannot bring himself to challenge false flag events and tell the truth to the public, he is not defending the Second Amendment. I couldn't agree with you more. And I have the same reports on what you're talking about with the Spanish interview. I saw the exact same interview that you're referencing. Thank you. And then on the Fourth Amendment, uh, it's NSA and TSA. The president has just reapproved mass surveillance without court order. Um, this is completely unconstitutional. It's also very inefficient, very expensive, and they only process 1% of what they collect. TSA uh, is trying to move into Main Street. TSA is now testing out its intrusive electromagnetic toxic machines in um, bus terminals, train terminals, and shopping malls. This is a budget building exercise. I don't really think TSA is evil as much as it's just something that the Zionists are using to sell guns and training and, and so forth. But the bottom line here is I think the president needs to abolish TSA and cut NSA by 70%. And he has got to start putting America first. Right now, it looks as if the Zionists own the White House and are running America. Well, when you look at how Israel's gushing over him, now I'd like for you, I, I know what you mean by the term Zionist, but some people who aren't familiar with you and myself, they're going to assume yeah. that we're being anti-Semitic. Can you differentiate between when you use the word Zionism and anti-Semitic? Yeah, and, and I mean, two of the things, three of the things I've done right is always specify that 90% of the people in any organization that I criticize, such as the FBI or CIA where I worked, 90% of the people are good people trapped in a bad system. Second thing I've always done right is emphasize truth and reconciliation. There isn't a vindictive bone in my body. I just want my country back. Third, I have always been careful to distinguish between Zionism and Judaism. Zionism is the invented genocidal apartheid criminal state of Israel that works for the Zionists in Zurich, uh, the Rothschilds, the Chabad cult that considers all of us, including non-Orthodox Jews, as subhuman. Benjamin Netanyahu has told all American Jews they can piss off. They get no rights in Israel because they're not Orthodox enough. 
Jews, on the other hand, that's Judaism. That's a religion. You respect it. You don't discriminate it. Uh, you, you treat those people with the respect that they deserve as citizens. There are only 9 million Jews in the United States of America. The power of Israel in America does not come from Jewish voters. It comes from bribery, blackmail, and lies. And Jeffrey Epstein is the poster child with Explain Maxwell, who was actually the senior officer who was controlling him. Epstein is the poster child for Zionist power in the United States run amok. Okay, I agree with that. Well, you want my third one. Okay, so the third one is is I'm rigging the system. You know, God bless Donald Trump, and people should understand that, that I, I want our president to be the greatest president ever. I want to see him and John F. Kennedy up on Mount Rushmore one day. But it may not happen because he is deliberately pissing off 70% of the voting public. He's, he's playing to his elderly white heartland base, which is great, but he is ignoring everybody else, including blacks, Latinos, uh, suburban moms, gunpacking moms, uh, and the young, okay? Particularly the young in college. Um, and the young in college are being buffeted by propaganda from the extreme left that is very unfavorable to the president and to America. Uh, when the president said the system is rigged, a lightning bolt came down from heaven and hit me behind my right ear and said, hashtag unrig. That mm -hmm. was the moment in which hashtag unrig was born. And I went on with Cynthia McKinney to create a 12 point election reform program. And it scared the living hell out of the Zionists. They killed us six ways in 90 days. Uh, 90 defamation videos, 400 trolls trying to shut down our funding, reporting us as a pornographic website to uh, Kaspersky and Norton. Uh, Meetup canceled our $77,000 funded program at the same time that Meetup and the Anti-Defamation League waive fees for 1,087. Hashtag resist groups that are against Trump. All right. And um, there was one other one in there. I, I forget it right now. Well, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I now understand that Zionism is the enemy, not China, not Iran, not Russia. Zionism and the way in which Zionism is bribing and blackmailing members of our National Congress and the 27 state legislatures that passed anti-BDS laws, that's all any American citizen needs to know to understand that America is an occupied country. Mm -hmm. Well, we indeed are occupied, although, Robert, I have to tell you, I am really concerned about China, uh, especially Wee Fang's statement saying he wants to exterminate all Americans and occupy America. And he's the defense minister. I mean, should we not should we not should we not take that seriously? No, we should not take that seriously. However, what we should take seriously is that the China is is. Um, I, I was privileged to study China in my first master's degree. And they take the long view. They have 20 million Chinese sleeper agents in the United States of America. They have been sending people to the United States to burrow in for the last 25 years. And we don't have a counterintelligence capability worthy of the name. Uh, I would remind your listeners that the FBI was created by a pedophile who took small children from the mafia's bribes. And J. Edgar Hoover was also the man who pioneered blackmailing members of Congress from the FBI. Mm -hmm. I think the president needs to seriously consider just terminating the FBI and starting over. Um, we need to take the Chinese threat seriously at one level. 
But at a higher level, there is no way that China is ever going to take over the United States of America as long as we patriots keep our guts. Um, and that's just a fundamental flaw in the president's current staff. They don't understand that what really matters to most Americans is the Constitution and America first and a fair shake in access to political office. For example, look at all of the libertarians. I'm friends, I was a libertarian. I left the Libertarian Party because I consider the, the paid leaders of the Libertarian Party to be completely corrupt and compromised and sold out. They don't actually want to uh, win an election. They just want to keep their paycheck going. Um, but John McAfee and I talk once a week. I think he's a great man. And there are so many libertarians that would vote for President Trump if he were defending the Constitution and doing more radical cutting of government, ending regulations, and so forth. He's not doing the things he needs to do to appeal to the libertarians or the independents. In fact, I'm about my, my top pollster is about to give me a two-page presidential memorandum that I'm going to publish. And it tracks uh, some things that, that we've been looking at. And basically, Trump is behind in every major category right now. Now, he has a lot of things he can do between now and Election Day. But right now, despite the clown show on the Democratic side, the president is not head and shoulders above the clown show. Yeah, I, I totally agree because he's not. Well, let's put it this way. Some people call it pandering to his base. I say fulfilling campaign promises. And he is you're identifying all the issues right here. First Amendment, uh, red flag laws and, and oh. now Fourth Amendment enforcement. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Dave, it's worse than that. I've got a guy, Paul Adams, a former Wall Street broker who publishes something called the Trump Report Card. And your listeners can find the Trump report card at phibetiota.net. That's P H, not F. P H I B E T A I O T A, like Phi Beta Kappa, but IOTA for intelligence. Phibetiota.net. Just look up Trump report card. It's almost all red. And a big, big part of that red is all of the stuff he's doing for Zionist Israel, which, by the way, is an apartheid state. It says it's only for Jews. Uh, and oh, by the way, it's committing genocide against the Palestinian people. And oh, by the way, it was an invented state because the Jews bought Churchill. Uh, the Zionists bought Churchill. So we have some real issues here. And Henry Kissinger has said that Israel will cease to exist in 2022. I give it another four years. I think it'll be 2026. But where the world is going toward is Israel being uninvented and the Palestinians taking back Palestine. Now, coming back to China, people need to understand that Russia is 80% Asian, that China, Russia, Iran, and Turkey have cut a deal on Central Asia and the Near East, and the Americans didn't get the memo because Mike Pompeo just doesn't get it. Um, and China has more than enough to keep it busy for 200 years in Asia. What the United States should not be doing is posturing with Navy ships that can barely man the decks. I mean, we have Navy ships that are so thinly manned by such untrained people that they could be <laughs> defeated by a good pirate militia out of Indonesia. Um, so I really, I'm, I'm a strong, devout supporter of Ron Paul. I think Ron Paul has the right idea in a, in a uh, foreign policy of, of friendship, commerce, and peace. 
I think the president needs to close down all of our military bases, which are smuggling uh, lily pads, and bring our troops home and focus on America first. And I'm just not seeing that. So is it Trump that's getting in the way or is it the people around him or both? That's a great question. Um, I am inherently favorable toward the president. I believe Q when Q says Zionist last. I believe that there is good intention saying have faith in the plan. But I'm very, very concerned that the president does not have a campaign staff and does not have a White House staff that is capable of doing holistic analytics and true cost economics and basically focusing on everything at the same time. These people go from one pony to the next. They're not able to juggle stuff. Um, And I, I would like to see the president, for example, on a weekly basis, there ought to be a black message, a Latino message, a woman message, an America first message. And he should not be going around saying Golan belongs to Israel because it doesn't. Uh, it's that kind of stuff that is causing people to to turn away from him. And what I'm seeing now is moderate Republicans are turning away from the president. He is losing a significant portion of the Republican Party. Is he losing the conservative Christian base of the Republican Party? Is that where you're going with that comment? You know that's a, that's a very interesting that's a very interesting uh, question because I think of the Christian conservatives as being two divided houses. On the one hand, you have the Christian evangelical Zionists who have been basically bribed and propagandized into really, really believing that Israel is the heart of everything, and those are the people that Mike Pence seems to represent. On the other side, you have the Christians who are truly devoutly committed to peace and, and prosperity for all and, um, and non-discrimination. And I think that latter group is the group that is losing it with Trump. Trump is appealing to people who love Israel. He is not appealing to people who love America right now. That I couldn't agree with more, and and it's it is costing him support among people that follow me on a regular basis. You know, it used to be Robert, if I would do a YouTube video and call anything in the question Trump did or didn't do anything, no matter how obvious it was. You know, I went from uh, 98% approval, which my channel has about likes and dislikes, and it might drop down to 80 or 70 on that particular item because people were so blindlessly enmeshed with this president, they couldn't even see his flaws. Today, when I run something like this, the numbers stay relative to the rest of the channel. So people are waking up to his indecision. Occasionally I'll get the uh, the miracle believers, oh, it's just part of the plan, close your eyes and hope for the best. But people are waking up to Trump in his base. And well, you you're know, right, I, you're right. And the, the way I think of it, David, is I am absolutely loyal, but I have integrity and therefore I am going to speak with tough love. And my briefing, if I were president, lays out a plan for President Trump to be the greatest president ever. It provides specific personnel recommendations, including Cynthia McKinney as vice president. If Donald Trump were merely to invite Cynthia McKinney to the White House, I'm talking about the black former congresswoman from Georgia that the Zionists finally ran out of office, but it took them six tries, um, seven tries actually. Um, If he were merely to invite her 
to the White House. It would rock black America in a most positive way. Now I'm talking to the number two guy for the 7,000 black uh, pastor uh, parishes around the country. And he is saying blacks want to support President Trump, but he's not giving them anything to work with. And a specific recommendation has been made on pardoning all of the Black Panthers, who are the last political prisoners in America, other than the Native American leader Pelletier. Um, Trump should be pardoning Native Americans. He should be pardoning the Black Panthers. I, Dave, I mean, sometimes if I didn't have such short hair, I'd be pulling it out because I think Trump is surrounded by backstabbing idiots. Along the lines of pardoning, should he be pardoning uh, Assange? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, there's nothing to pardon Assange for. Assange has not violated our laws. Um, I'm a huge fan of Sidney Powell and I've written a rave review of her book, License to Lie. I'm also a huge fan of Mike Flynn, and Sidney Powell is now Mike Flynn's lawyer, and Bill Binney, my friend from NSA, chief technical officer, is now supporting the Flynn thing. I expect the U.S. government to have its ass handed to it on all of these prosecutions of Roger Stone and Mike Flynn and others. The Department of Justice and the FBI and the CIA and NSA have not only violated the law, they've lied to the courts about it. So once once Sidney Powell hits her stride, I anticipate that Mike Flynn and Roger Stone will have the charges against them dropped and will not need a presidential pardon. I agree with that, but I don't think the goal was ever prosecution. I think it was obstruction of the president's ability to do his job. Well, that's true. But then, of course, you have Jared Kushner, who destroyed Chris Christie and threw away the 12-volume transition plan. So the president has a gift for bringing in people who destroy him from inside. Yeah. So should we be surprised that Ivanka Trump is for red flag laws? Well, you, you know, I reviewed the book Kushner, Inc. by Vicki Ward. It's a very, very good book. And the easiest way to understand Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump is to understand that they've always been Democrats and they're still Democrats today. Yeah, I think that's very, very well put. And that that does explain the position. Um, do you subscribe to the notion that Trump is held in place because the left has leverage on him? Uh, the short answer is no. I am friends, in fact, uh, a fellow commissioner on the Pedophilia Commission with me is Detective uh, Jimmy Rothstein, retired from the New York Police Department. And he knows stuff about Trump and he knows stuff about everybody else in New York City that would just make you cry. Um, and what he has told me is that Trump is a man of his word. And the way he explained it to me is that you don't get buildings built in New York City unless you are trusted not just by the politicians and the banks, but by the mafia as well. Because cement and waste and labor are controlled by the mafia in New York. So bottom line for me is I give the president and his wife Melania a clean bill of health. There certainly are things in their past. I mean, there are a lot of people, including my friend Gordon Duff, we've agreed to disagree on this, who is absolutely certain that, that Trump is being blackmailed by the Zionists and that he was mind controlled and sodomized by Roy Khan, who also sodomized George Bush. I don't buy into all of that. Bottom line for me is that our president is a great man. His wife, Melania, helped him win the election. 
She passed the smell test with the American American public. She is one of the most elegant persons, if not the most elegant person ever to be a first lady. And so from where I sit, Donald Trump is clean enough and powerful enough to make America great no matter what minor warts he might have in the past. You don't betray your president in the middle of the stream. Uh, I think Trump deserves our support, but he needs to listen to us, and that's the problem. He's in a, my pollster tells me he's inside of a, an echo chamber, a very small feedback loop, and he doesn't have anyone around him with the balls to tell him what I'm telling you now. Yeah, I, I think you're right. We're going to hold it right here for a second. We need to let you know that the second half of this program is brought to you by Noble Gold IRA. We talked about the benefits of that at the beginning of the hour. You reach them at 877-646-5347. Also, we're brought to you by Ready-Made Resources, King Prepper, Bob Griswold, ReadyMadeResources.com for all your prepping needs. And then finally, your best storable food deal in America right now, two-week package, 50% off breakfast breakfast, lunch, and dinner, go to preparewithdave.com. Our guest is Robert David Steele, and we're winding our way through Trump's increasing, well, let's put it this way, increasing separation from the base of his voters that put him into office. And namely, and, and Robert, you mentioned this also, the independent media, the alt media has been totally betrayed by Trump, in my humble opinion. Well, I agree with you, Dave, because the president, I mean, I I coined the term hashtag Google Gestapo in 2017, two years ago. And the president, part of the problem is that the president has been so busy staying alive and he's been so busy trying to save the economy. People don't understand that the 2008 recession never ended. Obama and Biden simply lied about it. Um, So President Trump has actually been doing incredibly good work on the economy side. And one of the things that I'm hearing is that we will have a gold-backed dollar. We will have a couple of trillion dollars pushed into the economy from the bottom up. We will have prop. I don't think he'll do a payroll tax. I think he's seriously considering how to end the IRS and end the federal income tax on the worker. Uh, Because Wall Street has always stated, if you substituted an automated payment transaction tax, which was invented by Professor Edgar Feige from Wisconsin, which is a state the president has to win, uh, you triple the revenue because there's a tiny transaction tax against everything that has not been taxed before, including Wall Street currency and uh, stock transactions and corporate supply chain transactions. So you get like 0.00006 on the dollar. For all of those transactions, it adds up fast. It takes care of the national debt, and it basically would make him the greatest president ever. And of course, destroying the income tax and perhaps combining that with student debt relief, I don't think he would have a problem being reelected. Some people say that the um, the bringing in the gold to back the dollar is not possible without debt repudiation, particularly the bailouts that we say we owe from Obama in that era. Uh, are you saying that these taxes on these uh, unscathed, untouched entities connected to Wall Street and the corporations would be enough to wipe out that debt? I don't want to. I don't want to speak as an economist because I'm not. I, I pay attention to Wayne Chet and Catherine Austin Fitz and Martin Armstrong and several others. Let me say this first: Wayne Chet has written a marvelous piece that points out that all of the Federal Reserve notes that have been issued 
are a debt, not of the U.S. government, but of the private banks that comprise the Federal Reserve. We don't owe them for those dollars that are in circulation. Number two, there is clear evidence that the banks and Israel have stolen over $43 trillion. Now, let me throw in Great Britain, because Israel basically is a parasite that owns the host of Great Britain. Um, they have stolen over $43 trillion. This has been documented. I believe the president has gotten $15 trillion back and cut a deal. I don't think we owe the banks anything. Um, now, China and sovereign debt and all of that stuff, that's beyond my comprehension. But let me say that I think the president is doing heroic work in stopping the pillaging and looting of the United States of America that the Bush and Clinton and Obama administrations and before them, FDR and others, allowed to start going. We've basically allowed the globalists to export American jobs and destroy the American class, feminize men, butch up women, and create transgender children over the last 50 years. I mean, they have literally been systematically taking down the United States of America. And for your listeners who want a very quick five-page summary of all of the methods that they've been using to do this with the CIA in the forefront, read my review of Tavistock. It's the deep state playbook for taking down America. Tavistock. Okay, and can you basically summarize what you said in Tavistock? Well, there's a couple of, you know, I, I read so much and, and this stuff gets complicated. You, I really prefer that people go to the actual document that I've spent a week really refining. But among the things that Tavistock talks about is how everything that's been done in the last 20 to 30 years has been aimed at destroying the family, aimed at destroying community, elevating identity politics, normalizing perversions, including pedophilia, uh, reducing testosterone and sperm. Um, butching up women and driving women to second careers to make it less likely that there will be families and children and so forth. Um, <laughs> there's a guy I just read across named Rosh who's written a, uh, a pamphlet on, on culture uh, takedown and on how to destroy a community. And it'll come out on my website soon. But he's driving people crazy because he's talking about fundamental truths. God created man and woman to have families. Uh, and anything that takes you away from that is essentially anti-God and anti-family and anti-nation. Um, so I think we're in the middle of a massive war for the soul of America. And the enemy is right here inside our walls. Um, yeah, you and I sound like we're uh, two sides of the same record on this one. And I totally agree with you on that. Um, but again, if Trump would pr help preserve the independent media, we could undo a lot of that damage to the culture, to the family and so forth, because people think mindlessly, this is the new fad. This is what we should be following because it's what they hear in the mainstream media. And there's not an effective counter voice because of censorship to lead people back to where we should be with our solid roots. You're, you're absolutely right. And we were talking before the show about how I've been offered $200 million to create a truth channel. And I'm waiting to see if that actually materializes. Uh, if it doesn't, I'll run for president. 
Um, but if it does, oh, like, yeah, that's, whoa, 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 whoa! That's a bombshell. You can't <laughs> slip that in and something. You just put parentheses around this, and we should be putting exclamation marks. So two hundred. Well, <laughs> wait a minute now. Two hundred million dollars uh, to create a truth channel, and if Trump doesn't do what, you're going to run for president. Let's let's no, explore that. No, if the that. money doesn't, if the money doesn't materialize, I see. And the only job opening I've got is running for president. And would Cynthia McKinney be a part of this? Well, I would certainly like her to be, but I would also encourage her to run for the Democratic nomination. There is nobody in the Democratic Party, certainly least of all Joe Biden, who holds a candle uh, to Cynthia McKinney. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard and and, uh, Marianne Williams have both fallen on their swords. They're not going to make it any further. Uh, Kamala Harris is a prosecutor that is corrupt in the deepest sense of the word. She's also racist. Uh, My black friends tell me that Kamala Harris is a Jamaican racist who looks down on and has mistreated American blacks. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is simply a liar and a posturer. Pocahontas, the president's absolutely brilliant uh, in in smashing her down. So let me tell you, the the dream team would be Cynthia McKinney running as a Democrat and me running as a Republican or a Libertarian. But I'm not going to do that. If the money comes through, I am going to create a truth channel. And my demand for for the president is very simple. I want hashtag unrig the 12 point election reform act passed in time so that one third of Congress in 2022 is neither Republican nor Democratic. I want one third of Congress to be independent, libertarian, green, other uh, small working families, uh, justice parties, and so forth. If the president defends the Constitution, puts America first, and embraces hashtag on rig, he can be reelected in the mother of all landslides and go on to become the greatest president ever. If he doesn't do those three things, then I am anticipating that there will be a libertarian democratic combination. The one thing the libertarians have going for them is that they're able to get a presidential nominee put on every single state ballot. And I will tell you, if Trump does not hear my plea for these three non-negotiable conditions, there will be a libertarian challenger that is going to make him cry. Any idea who that would be? Robert David Steele. (laughs) But really, I really want to stress, I'm loyal to Trump, and and my favorite graphic in in my briefing, uh, if I were president, which I would remind your listeners, the first sentence in that briefing is, I am not running for president. Donald Trump is the best thing that could ever have happened to us. He's certainly better than all of the losers on the left. However, he's blowing it, and I'm really concerned. Um, But in my briefing, I've got a map of the White House in which I throw the scum out of the White House. I'm not talking about Trump's staff. They're one down from scum. I'm talking about the press. There is a major wing of the White House that is now occupied by scum. And if we throw them out of the White House, that can become the Trump studio, the Truth Channel management team, and the open source intelligence team that reports directly to the president and the grand strategy cell. He should abolish the National Security Council, which is how the deep state controls the White House. And he should have three deputy vice presidents in addition to the vice president. A deputy vice president for education, uh, intelligence and research, 
Bob Gates has my vote on that one with Mike Flynn as director of national intelligence. I would run an open source agency for the president and make him the most informed person on the planet. Um, the second deputy vice president would be Dennis Kucinich for deputy vice president for the Commonwealth. Kucinich is trusted by the Democratic Party, as Cynthia McKinney is. If the president did that, he would sweep the hashtag walkaway vote and the Sandinistas. And last but not least, Ron Paul. Even though Ron Paul is getting on in his years, I met him a couple months ago, and he is as lively as any 50-year-old could be. Ron Paul is deputy vice president for global engagement overseeing the departments of state, commerce, and defense and a new interagency development command run by Tony Zinni, a new uh, interagency um, uh, university uh, run by James Cagle at NDU. There's all of these ideas are the presidents for action. I really want to stress that this briefing that I put together on if I were president is a plea to the president to break out of his box and start thinking big. Start thinking universal, start thinking 100% of Americans should support this president, not what he has right now, which is down from 27% that got him elected. I think he's down to 20%. Wow, that's that's uh, that's quite the dump. But where will that gap of voters move to, in your opinion? There's a combination of things, in my opinion, that, that could happen. And, and one of the things I have in my briefing is the political landscape, which shows 17% Democratic, 13% uh, Republican, 20% uh, independents, uh, libertarians, and Greens that are active, and then 50% dropout. Number one, I think the Democrats are going to bring people to the polls like you've never seen before. They're busy putting all kinds of uh, ballot initiatives in every state. Uh, to bring people out. Uh, and the bottom line here is the president won in 2016 by accident. That's my most popular uh, Kindle and, and free online publication because he was running against the most hated traitor, pedophile, charity, and electoral fraud person on the planet, Hillary Clinton. He's not going to have that uh, same uh, luxury this time. Number two, a lot of people are going to drop out. In other words, Republicans that came to the polls because Trump was unknown and, and dynamic and so forth, he's lost, I think he's lost a third of that number. Um, and last but not least, it depends on how the libertarian thing goes. But imagine if Robert Steele and Cynthia McKinney and Ron Paul and Dennis Kucinich and Jesse Ventura and Tina Fey and this Rosh guy and a couple of comedians playing Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump were to do a national tour starting in September, going to every college campus. And in every city that they visit, they also go to the Chamber of Commerce and do editorial board meetings. Imagine if there were 10,000 wrapped bands playing love songs going around the country, saying, <laughs> we need a politics of love, as Marianne Williamson's beautiful book says. Um, there is just so much that could be done to wake up America. And my briefing, if I were president, ends with the gold standard for what America would be if we were actually living up to the Declaration of Independence, okay? I mean, if you really look at the Declaration of Independence and, and you read the very specific purposes for which America was created, that is our grand strategy. That is what we should be working toward. 
And we're not doing that. All President has to, all President Trump has to do to be the greatest president ever is live up to the Declaration of Independence, and he's not doing that. Yeah, and I keep coming back and asking myself, why not? You have done a really good job of positively laying out the steps needed to be taken to restore as much as we can of this constitutional republic. But let's assume that we continue on the same uncharted course and Trump is not responsive to these demands. What? Give me a worst case scenario. What will life be like if Trump doesn't get reelected in 2020? That's a really, really powerful question. Um, if Trump is not reelected in 2020 and the libertarian candidate does not win, particularly when Cynthia McKinney um, uh, is not, if Cynthia McKinney were not selected as the Democratic candidate, then it would be very interesting for her to become the vice president on the libertarian ticket. Uh, when she and I were doing 9,000 miles in an RV together, this whole alt-right white former spy with alt-black, alt-left black former congresswoman was very powerful and it scared the crap out of the Zionists. And uh, we're coming back uh, one way or the other. So. A best case scenario would be Cynthia McKinney would beat the president as the Democratic candidate. However, I continue to believe that President Trump should invite her to the White House and consider her as his vice president nominee, because the best scenario is for Trump to defend the Constitution, put America first, expel the Zionist parasite, and take hashtag unrigged to the point where Congress in 2022 is uh, representative, no corporate money, Citizens United is overturned, public funding for all campaigns, paper ballots, no cheating, instant runoff, so you can vote your conscience but still get your, your majority person. And then he can become the greatest president ever because he will have a Congress and a government that can make evidence-based decisions in the public interest. Right now, Trump is too busy tonguing Netanyahu every single day, and it's starting to piss me off. Well, I think it's uh, it's really upsetting a lot of people along these lines. Like you said, the Golan Heights, the fact that he thinks he can manipulate the Third Temple when he has no business being involved in that dispute. I mean, we could go on and on about how in the government of Israel, which is horribly corrupt, is strongly influencing this president. Is there any truth to the story that... Congress and uh, many other politicians at different levels have to sign a loyalty oath to Israel? Not anymore. That used to be the case. But because of Cynthia McKinney, who is a great American patriot who refused to sign this oath, over time the oath became such a burden that now they take verbal promises. And in fact, the way they work, and she told me this, is when someone is running for office, they get all these calls from people saying, hey, I want to uh, do a fundraiser for you. And the person says, oh, that's great. And then the next thing is, but have you taken the verbal oath to Israel yet? Have you made the pledge to Israel yet? And if you say yes, you get a fundraiser. And if you say no, you don't get a fund, uh, fundraiser. Now, that's just the oath. Let me talk about blackmail. I believe the president should form a special counterintelligence task force and every single member of Congress and every single member of every state legislature should be placed under counterintelligence investigation and given an opportunity to give up their blackmailers. 
give up their bribers. Truth and reconciliation. We don't hurt the people who have been bribed and blackmailed. We go after the people who have been bribing and blackmailing. This whole Epstein story, I mean, there's nine veils of evil, and people can find the nine pieces of the Epstein story that the media is not covering um, at tinyurl.com forward slash nine dash veils dash evil. Epstein is a Mossad operation, fake billionaire, CIA and FBI complicity, and there are 49 other Epstein cells across this country, one for every state, that include not just abusing children, but satanic ritual abuse, murder, blood drinking, and organ, organ eating. And your listeners can be reminded, I'm a commissioner and the chief counsel for the Judicial Commission of Inquiry into Human Trafficking and Child Sex Abuse. Okay, i got to jump in here and say this to you, because I keep getting repeated stories from researchers on this that tell me at places like Epstein's Island that they just didn't have sex with the kids, they would hunt them and then ritualistic sacrifice them. Do you know anything about this? I believe that very much so. I hadn't thought about the hunting, but but what better place to to do it than on an island? Yeah, um, that matches that movie that was uh, denied the release. It doesn't or, just match yeah, that movie. Yeah. It matches it matches Kathy O'Brien's story in the yes. book Trance Formation of America, and uh, someone I respect very much, David Icke, and another person I respect very much, uh, Sasha Stone. Uh, who was speaking with me at the Dimensions of Disclosure conference that sold out, but you can still get live stream. They all confirm all of this. Um, The problem, in my view, is that Israel and the Mossad have been given carte blanche across America to commit any crime they wish. And the CIA and the FBI have been complicit in those crimes. And the CIA, in addition, according to Governor Jesse Ventura and others, Mike Rupert, CIA is running an entire domestic network of of spies and lies and blackmail that is completely outside of its charter and totally unconstitutional. Now, let me end on a good note if we're moving toward closure. I believe the president has about 25 different rabbits he can pull out of a hat between now and Election Day. They include uh, student debt relief, student retraining with the uh, Reagan plan for joint labor defense uh, training facilities, because most of these students have left college with with the equivalent of a 1950s high school education and a lot of debt. They're not ready to do any work. Um, But... The president can also cancel the federal income tax. He can distribute the government. He did a brilliant thing moving some some of the government to Colorado. Um, And one of the things that's in my briefing is this localize. I'm a huge fan of Nicholas Nassim Taleb, who is also a Ron Paul supporter. Um, The only way America is going to survive is if we put the federal government back in a very small box and restore the 50 sovereign states, which is why the the, uh, electoral college matters. We need to restore the role of senators as the representatives of the states. We need to reverse the uh, 16th and 17th amendments, which may not have been properly ratified. So you could reverse them by executive order uh, if you can document that they were not properly ratified. Um, There's just so much that we can do. And I gotta give the president credit, he's worked hard. But right now, he needs to clean out the people he's got in the White House. He needs to bring Chris Christie and Mike Flynn back in, uh, guys like Herman Cain. Um, There is a whole bunch of people that could give him a new lease on life 
And that's what I want for our president more than anything. I want him to be the greatest president ever. And I I totally agree with you about uh, bringing Cynthia McKinney back. Uh, Robert, we're out of time. And this is one of the quickest segments I've ever done. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And uh, as events unveil, we'll have you back on. Thank you. Thanks again for being here on the Common Sense Show. God bless you. Bye bye.